5678. Hello and welcome to Dance Talks. Today is May 2nd, 2020, and my guest is Marissa Cantu Harkless. She is the director of the Redcoats Dance Team at Heights High School in Houston. Marissa, thank you for being a part of Dance Talks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and a little nervous to be with you guys today, so thank you. Sure. So tell us about how you got started being a dancer. Um, let's see. I've been dancing for as long as I can remember. Um, the first like memories I think I have of dance when I was, I want to say five or six, my older cousin in San Antonio had a dance like clinic or a fundraiser that she invited me to go dance with her and her high school team. And I went and learned a bunch of little stuff with them and they had a performance. And according to my mother, um, when it got time to the performance, I said no, because I had been dancing all day and there was just no need to continue dancing anymore. <laughs> but I do remember learning the dance and moving around with my cousin, and everything like that. But I guess once it got time to the performance, I was, I was done for the day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And then I I did other dancing, like other dance clinics um, when I was going through elementary and middle school um, with the junior strutters, um, with Texas State strutters. Well, at the time it was Southwest Texas. And I did a bunch of camps with them throughout the years too. So I definitely remember those. And I performed at those actually. <laughs> <laughs> Where are those? Um, those are in San Marcos, Texas. So the, the college, Southwest Texas at the time, and now Texas State University um, was in San Marcos, Texas. Oh, cool. Did you live there? No. Um, well, I did in college. But when um, I was growing up, I grew up here in Austin, Texas. And then those camps, um, since my mom had gone to Southwest Texas when she was in college, um, she heard about it through, I'm not really for sure where she heard about it, but then I ended up going to those camps and I really loved it. And I wanted to continue to go back, which is, which is what inspired me to become a Texas State Shredder. Um, and I ended up going to college there and dancing with Shredders for four years. Awesome. Yeah. I kind of went through that, all my dance stuff. Uh, that's not all, but I went through a lot very quickly. Well, when you went there, was it like a weekend? Did you spend the night? Was it just an afternoon? Yeah, they were um, they were overnight uh, camps. Um, the first one I went to, I should have been or could have been like in third and fourth grade. Um, and it was like overnight. Like we would go on a Saturday and we'd spend a majority of the day there dancing um, with the strutters and we ate on campus. And then we would spend the night in the dorms, which are now called called residence halls, but they were dorms then. And, um, we would spend the night there with them. And then the next day we'd get up and they'd put on makeup, put on makeup for us and a little t-shirt. And then we'd have a performance at the Coliseum and all the parents would go and the shredders would actually put on their own performance of just them. And I just remember looking at them and their legs going up to the sky uh, when I was in third mm -hmm. grade. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And so I think I decided probably right then and there, third or fourth grade, that that's where I wanted to go to college and dance at. So I got to do it. Cool. What's yeah. a strutter? A strutter is, um, that is the dance team at Texas State University. What, um, when it started out Southwest Texas, it was the only uh, dance drill team that was at a four-year university. Um, they are over 100 years old now. I'm sorry, over 50 years old now. And that the Redcoats, my other dance team is over 100. <laughs> this one's over 50 years old now. And um, so they're their dance team there, drill team there. Um, they're famous for their high kicks and they've traveled all over the country and dance all over the world. And um, I actually got to go to Chile with them one year and they went to Spain the year after I left them, of course, after I graduated. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, they're, they're dancing and it's just a big, big tradition in San Marcos. And um, it was just, it was an amazing experience when I was in college, but specifically watching them when I was younger was just, I was in awe, like complete awe of everything that they did and how they danced and what they looked like. It was just gorgeous. Wow. Gorgeous. When you were um, growing up, did you also go to ballet school or like an after school program or was it really just with them? Um, so I also did, um, it was a program called Distinct Dance. And I, I vaguely remember where like we started. My mom really got me into it. She um, 
she went to, she had me and my brothers all sign up for a different class at the Y, the YMCA, and my brothers chose different sports, I think soccer, (laughs) and then I chose dance. And um, so I continued to take dance classes with them and um, with different programs, mostly jazz. We did a little bit of hip hop, but it was just the basics of jazz and jazz funk sometimes. And then, of course, hip hop. I never really took ballet at a studio or anything like that. These programs were um, like at different community centers that I always took. And uh, but it was a lot of fun because we got to do I remember doing parades um, and performances and things like that. I I also uh, did a little bit of cheerleading as well, which was a lot of fun, but I always liked dance way more. So I did that for a very, very long time, all through elementary and middle school. I kind of switched over to cheerleading for a little while, but then once high school started, it was dance from, from what what year was that that I started? 2003, 2004, all the way up until now, been dance a hundred percent. Do they call it a specific style with the strutters or is it just dance? Um, with strutters, um, no, they do everything. And, and strutters has evolved so much since I've since I've been a strutter. Um, but And dance has just evolved so much. That's a whole nother topic. But strutters does a little bit of everything. Our spring show when I was there, we did um, hip hop. We did jazz, we did high kick, we did contemporary, um, advanced jazz or jazz elite. We did all sorts of stuff when I was there. Um, strutters, I think, are mostly known for their high kicks. Um, and when you put over 100 girls on the field from end zone to end zone, one long line, and everybody's kicking for days, um, that's what makes them just, you You watch them and you're in awe of what they do um, or what we do what I did when I was there. So yeah, but I would say a little bit of everything, not just one specific style. Do they ever go on to be Rockettes? Uh, mm, I would think there's got to be one or two or maybe more. Um, I know that when I was there, the girls that I was on the team with, I don't think any of them did. Um, not that I know of. Is that, I mean, for us to have a visual who haven't seen the strutters, um, is that kind of similar with the high kick line? Well, I don't think we're all as tall as the people. Okay, right. (laughs) Because I'm barely (laughs) 5'2". On a good day, I'm 5'2 and a half, but (laughs) no. Um, uh, So drill team, high kicks for strutters. You know, since we do, you know, we have like the hats and the boots, so more Texas style. Yeah, That's kind of what I would envision as as somebody who hasn't seen them before, definitely that that Texas um, attitude, uh, Texas just emotion and sassiness. That's definitely what I would do. We have our big hats and we have our boots and skirts and mm-hmm. um, hair. Very, yeah, big hair. Uh, when I was on the team, it wasn't so much uh, the big hair because you know we had our hats. But when Shredders first started, they had to wear wigs. And they had big hair and, you know, the bigger the hair, the better, um, that, that type of style. And, um, so that's, that's what I would envision with them. Very precision. Um, but you know, just so much fun. I just thinking about that makes me smile. It was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And are they on YouTube? Uh, say it again. Are the strutters on YouTube? Yes. Oh my gosh. Everywhere. YouTube, Facebook. Um, I follow them on Facebook. Um, but there's definitely some videos on YouTube. I'd have to, I haven't looked at one in a, in a while. I usually just see them on Facebook. That's why. <laughs> okay. When did you graduate college? I graduated from Texas state in 2012, May of 2012. And how did you get on the team? Um, so when I was in high school, since I had already decided that's where I wanted to go, they had a tryout in, they had several tryouts actually, but they had a first round of tryouts like in March March or April, if I remember correctly. And so my mom drove me down to San Marcos, which is just about 30 minute drive. And um, they taught us a jazz routine and a kick kick routine. And um, I remember I was so nervous. It was so many girls, so many girls there. Um, And I tried out, it was nervous and scared. I don't remember if I got a call back or not, but then they 
they posted the numbers, of course, of who made it, you know, right after, um, not, not too, not too long. And, um, I remember I saw my number and I like, of course, started to cry and I couldn't (laughs) even, I couldn't like even tell my mom that I had made it because I was like in tears, but they made us, you were supposed to look at your number and then walk down this hallway, this long hallway. And at the time I didn't even know what building I was in or what it meant or anything like that. It was just some long hallway and into the gym. And then when you got into the gym, all the current shredders were there and they sang the the shredder song for you Aww. as you walked in and you can always tell a Texas shredder. They sang the whole song and we just walked in <laughs> and of course girls are crying and they're clapping for you. And at the time, Susan Angel was the director. And so she was waiting at the end of like the line for us to all gather around her. And she said, congratulations. And you made the team and it was just so crazy. I, st- I still remember that. And, um, and so then, yeah, we made it and we got to go back and, um, finally I was able to explain to my mom that I had made it. She's like, okay, I didn't know if you made it or not. You just left me. I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. So after that, uh, I got to go back to school and tell all my friends that I had made it and they announced it, you know, when I graduated or when we had our spring show in high school. And then, um, and then in July, I was shipped off to boot camp for two weeks with Shredder. So yeah. That was fun. All before I graduated high school. It was a lot of fun. And your dream came true. Yes, I know. I was, I was, I just, and like I said, I, I specifically remember in third or fourth grade going to that first camp and watching them dance. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So when I got to actually see it happen in high school, it was so much fun. And then spending those four years on Shredders was just everything that I wanted and more. Um, It was definitely, some days were definitely hard and hot when we had to be out on the field practicing, (laughs) but, uh, but we had a great time. It was, I had a great time and so many friends and those girls, I remember like the first or second day of shutter camp, my first year, our captain, um, Becca Freeman at the time, she's married now, so she has a new name. Uh, But she told us that some of our best friends would be from this team and that some of these girls would end up being our bridesmaids in weddings, you know, as you grow up. And the first girl that I met, that was my roommate there, she just asked me to be her bridesmaid last year (laughs) at her wedding. So it was, you know, the fact that that's true. And I've been um, a bridesmaid in another Shredders wedding before that too. But I just think it's funny how the first person I met at Shredders she really did become my friend. She's also a director, a dance director, and she asked me to be in her wedding. And it was just true what they said that very first day of camp. Wow. So Yeah. I would love Good to times. see the, the bridesmaids kick line. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, man. We would struggle. I could still do it, but it, it, it would be a struggle. I have to really stretch before. I can't just do it. <laughs> okay, cool. When did you first get your high kick or know you could do it? Um, in high school. So my high school, I went to Crockett High School in Austin, Texas. And um, I made the drill team there or the dance team there, which was the Texans drill team. And in our freshman year, we couldn't be on the team right away. So we took a pre-drill class. And that's where they kind of taught us to, you know, the drill team way, the Texan way and what to do, what not to do and develop our skill. And I, and I kind of already had a good beginner base at that point because I had been dancing since I was little uh, but there were still some things I wanted to learn I had never done a traditional kick line where you line up linking arm to arm and you know right hand left hand up straight arm straight back and kicking all the way up and so that's where we kind of started to learn was that freshman year so then by the time I made the team I already knew how to do it and the correct um, technique for it you know for your knees and for your feet and ankles to point and back straight and don't hunch and I could go on and on about that lesson, how to kick. So that's kind of where I really, that is where I learned um, to do high kick and then to develop my skills in jazz and contemporary and ballet a little bit more um, at that point. Um, and my director there was uh, Ginger Jurassic. Um, and she's still the director at Crockett High School and I love her. I still have a really good connection with her as well. Um, so yeah, that's where I learned how to high kick and knew I could do it then. What did you major in? Um, I actually majored in dance. 
Um, I started off with elementary education because I knew I wanted to be a teacher. My mom's a teacher and I just thought I was really good at it. But then um, I was able to take some dance classes at Texas State. I took, um, I think I took beginning ballet that first year and, um, and I just, my dance, my love for dance, the passion for dance grew and grew with shredders and taking dance classes and everything like that. And so I just looked into what it would be like to be a dance major and it wasn't that big of a change. So I, I switched it over to dance and I'm so grateful for that. I, I learned so much more about my body and the knowledge I have of my body and how it works and how to how to make it move in a certain way and also to keep my body healthy and safe. At the same time, I really learned that much more in, in college than I had before. And um, imp- like things like improv and modern, um, those things that you didn't really get a sense of in high school and that weren't maybe as quote unquote popular. Uh, I learned a lot more in college and developed it a lot more and it just made me appreciate dance instead of just, Oh, I like dance. I love dance. It made me appreciate dance a lot more in college being a dance major. Um, and so it was just, it was great. I'm, I'm glad I learned that skill there and how to explain it more to other people because it you know at first dance is just something you explain through your body but when you're able to explain it in words um it it's a little bit different and it's a passion and you learn to appreciate it so that's kind of where it grew for me um majoring in dance too and then I got my minor in communication so hopefully I'm a really good public speaker yeah so it sounds like you learn to translate almost like from being a dancer to being a talker yes, and you can, yeah. yeah, you can kind of like speak to people's ears and let them, I don't know, just clue into you. Yeah. Especially and now it, being a high school teacher, when you're trying to explain to kids how their body moves and develops and how, like how to move it. So if I just say, move your hips, and with the beat, they're not, they don't get it. But when I go into explaining the body and the isolation of it and rolling it this way versus just moving it or feeling, you know, engaging this part of the body or this part is so different. And I learned how to break that down in college, especially with, you know, my kinesiology classes and those improv classes and those modern classes, learning how to breathe and put your like mind and your body and have it connected versus just your body moving to the music. And that's, that's where that connection like really grew and made me understand like what it was I was doing. What's a lesson from college that you could share with us? Oh, college. Lesson, man, I learned so many lessons. I think, wow college so many things that I learned really just about me myself and developing who who I was and being okay with that and not being afraid to be different um in my movement and and what and what I wanted to express I feel like in high school sometimes we just want to be quote-unquote popular or fit in or conform or just be normal. And in college, when you were forced and not in a negative way, but forced to step outside of that, you really learned who you were and learned that it was okay to be whatever you wanted and and to express yourself in whatever way would work uh, for you and make you feel good about it too. So I just encourage, especially my, my high school girls to, to just be okay with how their bodies are and how they develop on their own at whatever rate that they can. Sorry. Um, How did you begin your career? So um, moving into my career. So when I was getting ready to graduate um, in 2012, I really wanted um, a job where I could be a a dance director in Austin, what I really wanted. Um, But 
uh, at that time, there wasn't really anything available. There wasn't any, um, there weren't any head director positions, a few assistant director positions in some middle schools, but um, I really, really wanted to do high school. And then um, we had a big job fair at Texas State. And at that time, I had already become a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. And I was with one of my sorority sisters. We were walking through our um, teacher job fair, and it was in the Coliseum. So it was huge. There was hundreds of districts from all over Texas and outside of Texas. And we were just walking around, and one of my sorority sisters had a had her bag, and it, it said Delta on it. We are just walking around, and this a member of another sorority saw it and she's like, Oh, are y'all deltas? And she's like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're deltas. And she's like, Oh, y'all need to come talk to me at the Houston ISD table. Come and talk to us. We're like, okay, sure. And so we went over there and that, um, that lady or that young, the young woman, she was a member of a different sorority, but she talked to us and she was elementary school teacher. Uh, no, she was elementary principal. And she really wanted me to do elementary dance. She's like, oh, I want elementary dance. And I wasn't too sure, but I still talked to her. And, you know, I gave her my resume. We talked and I told her a little bit about myself. I gave her my elevator speech and um, talked about dance. And another gentleman next to us, he overheard me. And so he came up next to me. He said, I'm sorry, excuse me, but when you're done with her, could you please come talk to me? I said, sure, no problem. So I finished talking with her and I turned around to him. He's like, hey, I heard you talking about dance. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, well, tell me, tell me what you told her about dance. And I was like, well, um, I told him everything I did at Texas State for strutters and spring show this and football that and high kick this. And he's like, great. Everything you just said, I want at my high school. I said, oh, high school. Oh, oh. He said, yes, I want it all at my high school. And I said, okay. He, I said, well, what do you have right now? He said, nothing. I said, oh. I said, so you want me to start a whole program? He said, yes, I want a whole program. I want all my students to take a dance class. I want a dance team. I want shows. I want a Christmas show. I want this. I want that. And I was like, uh, I haven't even graduated yet. You know, this was in, this was in April and I hadn't, I was supposed to graduate in May. So I was like, um, okay, sure. And he's like, okay, let me take your resume. We're going to set you up for a Skype interview. So the rest of my team can meet you. Um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, sure. So a few days later, I had a Skype interview with him and the rest of the staff or the rest of the administration. And right away, they were like, we like you. We want to hire you. I said, uh, and this was like my first job offer. I wasn't, I hadn't, I didn't really have any other job offers at the moment. So I said, okay, well, let me, you know, I got to think about it. He said, well, no, well, no, we want you now. So what do we have to do to get you? Do you want to come and visit? Do you want to like come see the school? Whatever you want. Like we, we want you, we want you to sign now. I said, okay, well, let's, let me, why don't I go visit? So I took a trip with my mom again up to Houston to drive. And at that point, once I started to drive up there, I did have another job interview at the elementary school with the first lady that I talked to. So I visited both schools. Um, I visited the elementary school first and I visited the high school. And he's like, okay, we want you to sign now. We want you to sign now. Can you please sign? We want dance. We want dance. Everything that you're doing, we want it. I was like, um, so I thought about it you know, for a little bit. And I say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take it because at that point I had been searching and looking and this was a new program that I was going to be able to develop on my own. It was going to be everything that I wanted. I didn't really have to follow in anybody's steps. And, um, I just kind of had free range of what I wanted to do. So I, I took the job, I signed for it. It was in April around Easter and, um, I signed for it. And then I, I, Got hired in May. I signed my letter of intent and all that good stuff. And then in May, I drove back up there and I did a, um, a, a tryout for the girls at the school. I had a few people make the team. And, um, and then I moved over there in July. My parents helped me move. I got an apartment all by myself. And I was going to be living in Houston on my own with a job right out of college. <laughs> I was like, wow. um, okay, sure. Where was that? So uh, that school was Scarborough High School in Houston, Texas. And that was my very, very first school that I was at. And it was, that was an experience in, it, in itself. Um, you know, most Houston IS, ISD schools are Title I schools. Um, and so they have a lot of other issues. What does that mean? The Title I schools. So they're mostly um, low-income, um, at-risk students. Um, and so they have a lot of other 
they have issues outside of school and at home that kind of, it makes it hard for them to learn or to experience extracurricular. Um, and sometimes those schools don't have uh, funding um, with bigger as bigger schools or um, private schools or things like that. So, or in different areas of Houston or in other cities too. Um, and when with Houston and those inner city schools, you have the inner city kids and it's different and it's hard and you're not just trying to teach them. You're trying to help them in life also. And some of the stories I have about the girls that I helped students that I helped and helped them get through different parts of their life are something that I would have never experienced had I wouldn't, if I wasn't a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I loved being at that school. I learned a lot about myself about dancing and and how to ex- this is where I really started to become a really really good beginner teacher because a lot of my kids had never known traditional dance um, most of what they knew was what they saw on TV um, mostly hip-hop which is amazing but when you start talking to them about ballet or modern or jazz they're they don't, they didn't know what that was. They don't know the diff. they don't know first position and, you know, plie or any of that stuff at all. So to teach those basics and those beginners, um, was hard, but really made me like break everything I had down to the very, very basics and to the bare minimum and then build on that. So now I feel like I'm a, a really an expert in beginner dance because of those four years that I spent at that school. Um, but I had a lot of fun with those kids and they, they taught me a lot too. I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't learn anything from those kids and from those four years at that school. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was hard and, um, but it was, it was worth it. And I'm very glad I had that experience. And then to start my own program was just too much fun. Can you teach us what they taught you? Um, some of the stuff they taught me, they just, they taught me to laugh at myself. I think that I was, since I was such a young teacher and our age was, was close. I think I was 22 or 23 when I first started teaching and they were, you know, some of my seniors were 18 going on 19. Um, so I had to, I was very nervous and very like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is, this is the plan. We cannot break away from the plan. This is it. This is one, two, three. And I'm going to get from one, two, and three this way. But then when I get in front of these kids and they're, what they need is something different, um, I had to learn to get to three without having to go through one and two sometimes um, or realize that I wasn't going to get past one after the first three weeks. <laughs> you know, I had to develop and uh, um, modify a lot and then just laugh at myself. Sometimes I would get nervous and trip over some of the things I wanted to say or do. And the kids are like, it's fine. It's okay. Laugh and make jokes and laugh at myself and um, just not be <laughs> as serious. And I remember they're like, miss, miss loosen up. It's okay. And I was like, okay, you're, you're right. Okay. I'll loosen up. And so I was just able to play a lot more and, um, make dance fun because dance was always fun for me. But then I think when I got it as a job, I felt like it had to be business and this was my job and I had to get it done. But you know, that's not what dance is. And, and to these kids, dance was never going to be business for them. It was always going to just be fun, something for them to do and learn, you know, as much as they could. Um, so I just had to kind of step back and remember that. And they, they taught me that. And so now, you know, to get onto my kids' level is a lot easier now um, than it was when I first started. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they taught me a lot of patience. Um, a, a plie, a basic plie for us dancers is, you know, second nature. We can do it in our sleep. Um, but to teach ballet to someone who doesn't understand their body at all um, and has never heard that word, that term, is is interesting and to really break that down and try to get them as close to perfect as possible um, is hard and takes a lot more time. And we know ballet ballerinas, um, dancers, we know that those basic steps take a long time to perfect and to develop. And then to teach it to somebody who's to a high schooler 
who's never heard it before is a law of patience. Um, mm-hmm. And and then, of course, to them, it's also, it's just weird. Like, miss, this is mm-hmm. weird trying to play what what my back does this and my hands and this is weird. And how do you do it so perfect, miss? And help me. I don't understand. And I had big class loads, um, you know, so trying to help 30 kids do a plie and there's one of me it was a lot. So I had to learn a lot of patience um, and just different ways to teach. I had to really break it down and think about how I was going to reach all of them um, at a level that at their level instead of bringing them up to my level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I think the biggest thing I taught them was how to... Um, how to how to manage their own projects. So I was able to put on a few different shows with them a year. I put on a, a big like winter show or Christmas show for them. And then I did um, a Dancing with the Stars and I did like Cinco de Mayo. I did Black History Month programs. But all these programs that I put on, I made them do it. I made them be the MCs. I made them do the curtains. I made them do the lights. I made them make up the dances with my help. I made them, um, you know, sell tickets and be at the door and all this stuff. And I was like, this is your project. This is your school program. My high school career is done. This has nothing to do with me anymore. This is your high school moment. This is your high school career. What are you going to do to make it everything that you want to? Um, and that's things that they had never really done before, but they enjoyed it. When you give a kid responsibility um, and you put that trust in them, they are over the moon about it. And so it was a lot of fun to watch them develop their own shows and their own um, their own programs and their own ideas. Because sometimes it was their idea. Miss, I have this idea you know, for this and to do this in Black History Month or to do this in Cinco de Mayo. How can we make it happen? Okay, let's, let's break it down. And then, you know, these shows as my four years went on, really developed into their shows and not mine. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun to see them develop in that. Where did you go from there? Um, so after that, I, I did four years at, um, at Scarborough High School, and I loved it. And then um, there was an opening at what was Reagan High School, also in, in Houston ISD. Um, it used to be called Reagan, and then it changed to Heights. Um, but there was an opening there and I had a friend that worked there and she knew the, um, athletic director and, you know, so I slipped in my resume and that interview process was very different from the first. So I did a normal interview, um, with the principal assistant principal and one of the current red coats. Um, I think she was going to be, she was a junior at the time and about to be a senior, and I did an interview with them. Everything was great. And they're like, okay, well, next we want you to do a teach. Like we want you to do a lesson with the Redcoats. We want you to teach the Redcoats to dance. I said, oh, okay, this is different. I had never, that was never a part of my interview, you know. So I said, all right, fine. So a few days later, I came back and um, I had a dance ready for the current Redcoats. They were all seniors. Um, and what was interesting enough, I had seen some of these girls dance before because since Scarborough and Reagan at the time were in the same district, I had seen this group of girls dance at different competitions before. And they were very, very good, a very well-established program, um, a great fan base. Um, their director was strong and really ran the team very, very well. People knew who the Redcoats were before I got there. So um to say I was a little intimidated to go in and teach these girls who I had seen dance. And I'm not going to lie, their their level at their high school level was way better than mine at my high school level. So I was very intimidated. Um, and they were tall too. Again, I'm only 5'2". Um, and <laughs> some of these girls, are, I was like, oh, hi, you're so tall. Um, and they're beautiful dancers. I had seen them dance before. So I went in, it was like eight of them to teach a dance. And I explained to them what the dance was about because it, I was working on something for Scarborough at the time. So I kind of explained a little bit about it to them in the song. And I said, okay, let's, let's dance. And, um, I said, do you, would you guys like to see me, you know, demo at first? They're like, of course. And then after I said, I said, I shouldn't have said that. I should have just talked because now I'm really nervous. Um, so I went to press play on the music and my hand was shaking. I remember seeing my hand shaking to press play because I was so (laughs) nervous. Um, so then I did the dance for them. They loved it and I taught it to them. They had a lot of fun. We had fun. And 
while I'm teaching them, the principal and assistant principal are sitting at the front, you know, watching. And I was like, oh, God. So it was great. I taught it to them. That was it. Um, and then the girls were like, okay, thank you. I said, okay, thank you, girls. Um, I will hopefully see you all again soon. And so they all ran away into their to their locker room and they slammed the door. I don't remember if they, you know, I'm sure they were just excited, but they slammed the door. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I heard them, you know, giggling and, oh, my goodness. Uh And they went to the door, slammed it. I was like, okay, that's it. So then that was it. I left. And um, that next morning, they called me and offered me the position. Um, So I was so excited. Yeah, they offered it to me that very next morning. And it was so funny because uh, months later after I got the job, um, one of the girls that I taught, she ended up being my colonel, my captain, um, that year that I got there. And she told me, she's like, oh my gosh, Miss Harkless, we loved you. When you left, after you taught us, we we picked you like hands down. We loved you. We loved your dance. Like we were all so excited. And that's why we like we ran in the locker room all excited and giggling <laughs> because we we were so excited. I said, that's why y'all slammed the door in my face. I was so nervous. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we just, we loved you and things like that. And the assistant principal who um, told me I officially had the job. She told me too. She's like, the girls chose you hand down. Cause I think there was like two or three other candidates at the time. And they were like, no, the girls chose you hand down. They loved you. So that made me feel really good. Um, but like I said, I was really nervous about that job. <laughs> so yeah, I got that job. That was 2016. And okay. Yeah. I got hired. It was Reagan at the time. And then mm-hmm. right after I got hired, they changed the name to Heights. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well I'm at Heights high school now. Yeah. And so you've been there four years. Yes. Coming up. Yep. This is the end of my fourth year. Um, So I have some, um, some of my seniors, they were with me that their freshman year. So it was their first year and my first year also, um, which makes it really sad about the situation we're in now for my seniors, but, um, but they're great. They're great kids. And so yeah, four great years with these kids. And I, I just, I love it. And the team has grown so much and, continue to develop and continue to be successful because that was the most important thing. They were already a very successful program before I got there. So it was important to me that I continued that success. For sure. Yeah. I mean, your life does sound a little bit like a fairy tale so far, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's hard right now. So go ahead and tell us. Yeah. So right now it's, uh, it's so surreal. Um, yesterday uh, was actually supposed to be our... Um, our spring show. Um, very sad. Uh, we had a, a group meeting, like a Zoom meeting um, with my girls. We usually don't meet on Fridays. We try to like stay away from Fridays. So we met on Zoom and we talked and we're just like, oh, at this time we would have been doing this and this would have happened already. And Miss Harkless would have already kind of got mad at some of us because she's stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, some of y'all would have definitely, you know, gotten the earful from me today. And um, we just talked about a few different things on what it would have been like that day for us. Um, so we were we were sad. We tried not to get like too caught up in it. I I, I know I'm always like, I don't want to cry in front of y'all. So I just was like, all right, kids. So we, we, we did like a little Pilates class together. Uh, my girls are very into like working out and running. And so they're like, let's do this. So we did a little Pilates class and um, we talked a little bit and then I, I let them go. Cause I was like, if I stay on any longer with them, they're going to have me in tears. <laughs> I will talk to y'all later. Um, so yeah, we were a little sad about it. Um, we've still been meeting when it first happened. So what was interesting, let me go back to when the day happened for us. So that March 12th, right. um, I actually had tryouts for next year. I usually don't have tryouts until the end of March, but since we were getting ready to go to nationals, uh, to the national competition in San Marcos at Texas State, I moved up the tryout and I was like, well, let's have it the week before spring break. And instead of having it on Friday the 13th, because Friday the 13th is scary and because it's the day, it was supposed to be the day before spring break. I said, let's just do it on that Thursday. You know, so and I had planned this months ago. I had planned this back in like November just because for no other than just to make it work for my schedule and for our schedule as a team. So then when it got to be March 11th, you know, there was already talk about 
what was going to happen with school and are they going to cancel? I was like, oh man, I really hope, not knowing how bad this was. I was like, I don't want them to cancel school yet. I really want to, I just want to have our tryout so we can get it done. Uh, I just remember being angry. Like, how dare they close the schools? It, we don't need to do that because of course at the time we, we just didn't know what everything was going to happen. So then March 12th happened. We were at, we, we continued to have trials. I had a bunch of, that whole day was very surreal. Everybody was really nervous. All the girls kept asking me, are they going to cancel school yet? Have they canceled school? Um, you know, teachers were talking about it. Um, I had been kind of keeping track of the news. So it was very, it was nerve wracking that day for the girls because they had to try out and me because I wanted to have this, I wanted to make this trial happen, but still be safe. So um, had they already canceled the rodeo? Was that the day before? Or was uh, that actually, that day? Was it that same day? It either Might have been the, had been the mm-hmm. day before or the day of. I can't remember, but it was, or maybe in that week. Yeah. Because um, I remember the girls talking about it because they had, I had even bought tickets for it too. And the girls were upset because um, different concerts that they wanted to go to had been canceled. So that whole week. Right. It was, the, was, I think it was the day before. I remember yeah. picking up my kid from school the next day and the teacher was like, yeah, I had tickets. Yeah. This is the first year I had actually bought tickets in advance. Usually I just mm-hmm. buy them, you know, if I'm going to go. So yeah. I was upset about that and they were upset. So I was like, we're going to get through these tryouts. And as we were getting through tryouts, um, about halfway through, one of my friends, my teacher friends calls me. She's like, girl, they canceled school. I was like, oh man. Um, and then sure enough, before tryouts was over, HISD had given us the phone call to let us know um, that school was going to be canceled, that we would not go to school on that Friday the 13th. So I did the, I, I, after tryouts was over, I sent the girls home. I said, girls, I will let you know who made it um, like via Twitter or email um, later on tonight. So I sent them home and I, since I knew we weren't going to go to school, I kind of cleaned up, packed some stuff and put a bunch of stuff in my car because I knew I wasn't going to be able to come back. And I, um, and then that was it. And so that was our last day. And I stayed on March 12th. I was at the school late that day. Cause you know, tryouts usually take a while. Um, so yeah, that was our last day. And, and then, um, after spring break, uh, I met with the girls and I had kind of already decided, I was like, all right, well, let's, let's just pray that we'll still be able to have spring show May 1st. You know, that was that week that after it had happened. So we're like, all right, let's keep practicing. Let's still work on choreography. So girls, different officers had been assigned different dances to work on. I was working on a dance. And um, so then we started to learn a few things via Zoom, which was not my idea. Actually, the girls, they said, I said, how are we going to teach this dance? You know, I don't know. I don't know anything. And they said, oh, Miss Hart goes, we'll just do Zoom. You can just meet on Zoom and you can see everybody and it's fine. I was like, Okay, well, you'll have to teach me how to learn it. So I learned how to use Zoom from my girls. Um, I know. So then um, we started practicing. They started learning dances from each other. Um, And then when school got pushed back even more, I said, okay, let's push back spring show. Let's just see what happens. So we then we decided let's push it back to the end of May. Um, And then now at this time, you know, we could continue to learn dances, but at this time we're like, maybe we'll get a summer show, a quote unquote summer show, maybe. And the only reason I even want to do anything like that is because I feel like I owe it to my seniors to have some type of send off for them. Uh, And not only do I feel like that, but all my other girls, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, they feel the same way. They're like, this is, it's so unfair to the seniors. And if there's a possibility for us to have a show, even if it's just for them, we want to do it. Um, and so that's kind of what we're still, I guess we're still hoping for it. Maybe something to happen in late June, early July. Um, you know, but I, I've, I've still prepared my girls. I was like, let's just, I want to be realistic with you. There is a possibility that we may not be able to have anything. Um, it's important for us to continue to dance and to stay in shape, which is why we're still learning dances and working out and all that stuff. But, um, I just want to be real with them. Um, I don't want to have a, I, I don't want to give them false hopes. Um, you know, it's just, it's so difficult. I feel so bad for them. And I just couldn't imagine being in their feet right now. Um, missing prom, like their prom was supposed to be today, actually. Mm. Um, spring show was supposed to be yesterday. And 
they're just missing out on so much. And I, I hate that for them. And, um, there's no way I could put into words what it would feel like, um, even for me. And to say sorry is, it doesn't even like cover it. Um, I just, I hate that for them. And it's, it's actually kind of funny because all these years I've been a director, um, my saying to them is, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a red coat. I've never been a red coat. I don't know what it's like to be a dancer in 2020 in high school. I, I don't know what that's like. Y'all, your generation, the things that you guys have at this age, I couldn't have fathomed you know, when I was the same age as you guys, your smartphones, your computers, Zoom, uh, Google Meets and all Microsoft Teams and your laptops that you have at school. I don't, social media, I don't know what it's like to be a red coat. I never have. I never will. This isn't about me. It's about you. So how can you make your high school career everything you want it to be? I still continue that saying to them all the time. It's not about me, you know, because they're like, well, what do you think? What do you think? Well, it's not always about what I think. It's it, This is for y'all. And this is where it hits home even more for me. I could not imagine what it's like for them. And my heart goes out to them. I just pray that they can take away some type of positive um, in this. Um, I don't want it to crush their spirits or their dreams or anything that they want because Anything that they want, they can still get. And um, I think the only thing I can say is that in the grand scheme of things, this is this is just one part. It, it's a big part. It's a very big part. But it's just one part of all the other things you will get to experience. And I just pray that, that they get to those other experiences and that it makes up for, for what they're not getting right now. Um, yeah, my hearts go out to them. And, and I feel really bad for them. And that's why I really would, that's why my, I'm still praying for some type of show or send off or anything I can do for them. Um, even if it's in August <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first heard about the virus, um, I admit the first thing that really hit me hard was just like, you mean people aren't going to dance together? Mm-hmm. And like, it just hurt to think all of that joy and fun and love of life and freedom is just like poof. Mm-hmm. gone. And then, I mean, I cried and like that my second round of tears was about the death that it was causing and Mm -hmm. the loved ones, but like the numbers weren't, they didn't, they didn't hit me like a wave until, I don't know. First, first to me, it was just like, no, 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 no. Not, not all that joy. Like just the stay at home order, like hit me before the virus hit me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause it took a while to realize how bad the virus was, but you know, the first thing we experienced was you're grounded. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see, and I, I feel bad about this, but when it first hit and I stayed at home, it, that was our spring break. So for me, I was like, I'm just going to enjoy my spring break. And that's what I did that first spring break. I, my sleep schedule was off. I slept in. I did not look at my computer. I did not look at my email. I just refused to think beyond my spring break because I was, you know, a spring break is always a a great time for teachers because we are, we get so drained and boggled down with everything. Um, so it was, that's kind of what my thinking was. And then after spring break, when I wasn't going back to school and we were meeting with other teachers and administration, that's when it started to hit me, um, a little bit harder. And that's when it really started to just, I just was, I just kept planning that things were going to get better. I'm a big planner. And I was like, okay, well, when things get better, when things get better, when things get better. And I just said, okay, well, okay, now in May we should be back. Cause at first we were going back to school on Easter. 
So it's like, okay, well, after Easter, we're going to do this. And then not till May. Okay, well, in May, we're going to do this. And now, well, now what am I going to do? And I feel, I don't, it has hit me, but I don't know if it's hit me to my core yet. I don't know if I'm putting up a wall and I don't want to feel it yet. I don't know if I don't want to believe it yet. I don't know if I am just hoping and praying for the best. I just keep planning and hoping that things are going to get better sooner rather than later and that when it gets better, everything will be fine. But every day I hear something that makes me think different, you know, that even when we do get to go back and as states are opening back up and businesses are opening or, you know, phasing in, going back to real life, I don't, I think that it's still not over and I still think it's going to get worse and that just really scares me because I'm I'm such a big planner on the future my like Mm -hmm. I love my planner I have it open right next to me (laughs) I'm always writing things down like and and now you know I can't write anything past a week and not even that sometimes Mm -hmm. and I I I don't know it it and I know it's hitting everybody different and it's getting to people differently all the time. Um, so I just, I respect however people are dealing with it in different phases and different ways. Um, so. Yeah. But. Different stages of grief. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but I think that my girls, so interestingly enough, one of them, they texted me the other day. They're like, I've never missed morning practice so much because <laughs> we practice in the morning we go to practice at you know seven thirty, seven o'clock six thirty sometimes and they're like yeah can we just have morning practice I'm like okay and y'all say that now but I want you to remember when we go back to school y'all wanted this okay um so that and then even just yesterday we did our Pilates you know little workout together and it wasn't long it was like 30 minutes and I was like, well, are you okay? Do you want to do something else? Do you want to do an ab workout? And they're like, yeah, I feel like I need something else. And it's just so funny because before they're like, no, we're done. You know, they, they want, you know, their bodies get tired, but now they're, they're craving for more. And so, you know, now I'm trying to figure out what else can I do to keep their bodies active and moving and, and still make them feel good because I know what dance does for, for everybody. Um, and I know how good it makes people feel all the time. And so I, I know that a lot of my girls are missing that. And dance is their escape um, from whatever it is their life has them going through. Um, so I just trying to think of more ways to reach them and to help them get through this time. What things have you been doing so far? Tell us a little bit more. Are there... Um, well, for them, yeah, I, I'm trying to encourage them to continue to run. We run a lot. Um, so just um, having them do different running, um, like exercises or like assignments, because I still give them assignments because since we're still in school, we, um, we give them different things to do and different assignments online that they can turn in. So still doing things like that. Um, we had been learning dances, different um, different girls on my team had been choreographing dances and they were teaching them online. And so now we've kind of stopped with learning new dances because, you know, it's kind of coming into reality that we might not be doing any of them. Um, but so now we're kind of focusing on just keeping our bodies active and, um, and in shape as best as possible by running Pilates, um, exercises, stretching, um, I'm going to look into some different like dance classes that they can take just not to learn dances, but, to learn combos and keep their technique in order. Um, The problem I'm coming up against is that so many of them don't have a lot of space to do some of the things that they want. They don't have space to do forte turns or leaps or calypsos or, you know, any of that. And that's where it's becoming frustrating for them because they don't have that space. Um, They're they're creating makeshift dance rooms uh, but that's still not enough. You know, so one of the girls, a few of my girls said that they cleaned out their whole garage from their, their parents. They cleaned out their whole parents' garage, all their parents, the lawnmowers, and they swept and they put stuff over and hung it up. I was like, y'all did all of that? They're like, yeah, I needed the space. And 
that's so crazy to me because I would never tackle my parents' garage, but that's what they're doing to create a space. And, um, and then on the other hand, I have other girls that I have not seen their faces because they don't want to show their house. They don't want to show the space that they live in, you know, and that hurts me because, you know, I don't know what it's like for them. And I, you know, and I, I know that that can be a little difficult for them to show and, 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 you know, whatever. So then therefore I can't really help them with their bodies, you know, fix your arm here or watch your hip here or tuck in this. I can't do that because I can't see them and I can't require them to show me anything. Um, and I, and I wouldn't either because I, that's just a privacy thing, you know, but that's kind of some of the, the struggles that, that I, that I'm facing and that they're facing, um, which is hard in dance with dance, you know, for, for anything else, if I was just, you know, my math class, I could have a computer up and, you know, cover out my background, which is great. But for dance, you, that's harder to do that. Um, and so that's, that's why I'm like saying, that's why it's hard. Cause you know, some of my girls, I have, I haven't seen their faces in since March and I hate that. I'm like, I just want to see your face. I just want to see you smile. I just want you to be, I just want to know you're okay. So are you hearing their voices? Yes, I get to, I do get to hear their voices. Um, and they'll, they'll talk, um, a few yeah. things here and there. Um, but you can, I can tell that a lot of them are sad, um, uh, and that they're, that this is a struggle for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still, like I said, we're still trying to, and I, I tell them, I said, I know that these dances we might not perform, but it's important for you to be active, especially at a time like this. For you to just sit at home watching Netflix, doing nothing, is not going to help you. It's not going to help you mentally. And it's not going to help you physically. I'm not encouraging you to lose all this weight or go run five miles. No, I want you to keep your body as active and I want you to keep your body as healthy. That's what's important. Um, so do something, do a 10 minute ab workout, do a 10 minute leg workout, go take a walk with your brother or your sister or your parents, um, anything, anything. Um, so that's, that's my main thing with them is keeping them, is keeping them active. Um, but yeah, but for me, on the other hand, something I've done, (laughs) I actually started sewing something different for me. I've never sewn before. And my mom has a sewing machine and she taught me how to use her sewing machine. And I, um, yeah, so that was one thing I was really excited about. I, um, started sewing a quilt of all my old, uh, Scarborough t-shirts, all my old dance, uh, director shirts or, um, shirts I have from Scarborough. I cut them all up and I started putting them together to make a quilt. And, uh, I finished that one and now I'm working on one from Strutters and I have like a hundred more of those. Um, but I, I have those cutting up those. And so, yeah, I started working on that. My dad asked me, he's like, so when are you going to cut the ones from Heights? I was like, well, not yet. Cause I'm still working there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still, I still need shirts to wear to work <laughs> when I finish there with whenever that happens, then I'll cut those up. <laughs> so what are we going to do for summer camp? Summer camp, um, for, for red coats. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Usually our summer camp um, for my girls doesn't start until late July, early August. So I'm just going to hold off until we get to that point. Um, You know, if they're going to let us go back to school come August, then that should mean I'll be able to have camp in August um, like I normally do. Um, but I'm not for sure. I know one thing that's kind of already getting cut out is my officer camp um, that I usually get to have in June. So the company that I'm working with, um, they're trying to f- give us some optional dates or some rescheduled dates that maybe we can do later on in June or July. But that really just depends on you know what Texas is going to do as far as letting those things go back into play. Um, so I just, I hate it because it's a lot of waiting. And like I said, I'm a big planner. And I can't plan anything right now. So I just have to wait. Um, I have to wait and see what happens. I I mean, we'll we'll keep doing our summer camp and we'll just do it right here on meet.google.com. Yeah. 
Yeah, you and know? that's kind of what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. If anything, if I had to do it like that, then that's what I I would um, would eventually get to is just online. Um, but, I think our camp friends will certainly want to see us and each other, and oh yeah, it'll be fun. And I think if anything, like we can potentially, you know, hopefully reach students beyond Houston who, you know, maybe can't travel here and stay here for two mm-hmm. weeks or three weeks, you know, and learn all the different styles, but yeah. maybe they can, um, access it in a way that, you know, we've never gone to that effort before because we have been focused on the show. Mm-hmm. So you know? I think it's definitely going to make a lot of dance teachers step outside of their box, um, which is great. It's always great to reinvent yourself and to, you know, to, to develop and to adapt um, so this is this is where that's going to come into play. Um, when I did the 24-hour dance marathon with Dance Houston, that was interesting. It's, teaching online is very, very interesting. But when I did um, the marathon with, with Dance Houston, I had so much fun. And what, what you guys didn't see is that my mom participated in that class with me. She just stood off to the side. She's like, I don't want to be on camera, but she did it. And she was like, that was so much fun. You did so good. I was like, okay. Cause I was nervous, but uh-huh. you know, when you, you forget that when you just kind of cut out that it's online and just remember about dancing, it, it goes right back to what you loved in the first place and how much fun you have doing it. And, um, that's what I had to remember. Um, as I started doing it, because at first I was like, I was nervous. Oh, it's going to be awkward. This is weird. And I have to make sure this and make sure that. But when you cut all of that out and just remember what it's really about and your passion and what you love about it, it, it come it goes back to being fun and it goes back to, to easy almost. Um, so if that's something I have to continue to do for the next few months, I think I'm game. I'm ready for it. Um, it's like I said, it's still going to make me think outside the box. At least it'll give me something to plan, which is good for me. Um, so I'm I'm game to 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 step up to the plate and if if my dancing can reach more people even better. Right. And the kids love your games like when we when we play at camp the 45 mm-hmm. minute activity oh, period. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what the Google Meet version of uh, Ships versus Sailors would be, but I mean, they love those games. And, yes, you know, yes. even just having a group of kids that they know, even they can just get together and play games together. It might be more charades or something, mm-hmm. you know, but we we do those too. Yeah. And I think we have, we would ha- still have like a lot of fun doing that. Um, yeah. You know, we'd still have to take our breaks and eat our lunch and clean up after our lunch and, you know, get back to taking a class. Um, but one of the things I loved about the marathon was dancing at a couple points with somebody from Singapore and Paris and Mozambique and Mexico and Arizona. And I could imagine this, you know, we have such a wonderful group of friends anyways, but it'd be nice to have more friends. Yeah. That's one thing I do love about working with Dan Houston and this, this camp, um, the no limits camp, so many different cultures that, and, that even though I'm teaching, I'm learning, you know, if I get to step into a class, you know, when the kids do Chinese or Bollywood, I'm like, this is really cool. And I always think, how can I take this back to my students? Um, even just a little piece of it. Um, but it's, it's so much fun to see them learn a whole new culture. And, um, and then they start asking questions. Well, you know, why do you guys do this with your hand? Or what does this mean? Um, and how does, you know, why is this dance done this way into this music? And what are they saying in the music? Because we don't understand this language. So what, what are they saying? What does it mean? Um, and I love when they get to start to ask those questions about it. And they ask the teacher. And it's so funny because, you know, it catches the teacher off guard too. They're like, oh, a, a kid wants to know about this culture and my culture. And then it, then they get to explain it. And it's a lot of fun for them too. So that's one thing I do love about Dance Houston. And um, I know Limits is so many different cultures and, and then the kids get to have so much fun with it too. They, they really like it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to have something like this and to keep, to keep dancing with the kids. And cause I know that they, they need this movement. They need something to do besides watch YouTube and Netflix and whatever else they're watching. 
Yeah. Maybe now would be a good time to reach out to everybody and talk about, um, like, if they're prepared. You know, do they have a phone, Wi-Fi, data package? Like, what do they... I mean, I think most of them may just need, like, an upgrade or maybe their battery went out on their laptop or just, like, little things. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, we've... um, we may need to help just mm-hmm. kind of prepare everybody to get it together from home. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a learning curve for them. Um, but what's interesting is that most of them are kind of already learning how to do that now um, with their schools and with their teachers and learning how to you know make sure that they're ready and their fa- the families are scheduling things out pretty well um, to make sure everybody has Wi-Fi when they need it and the most power or the most um, connection that they need or whatever um, with other students. But what's interesting about doing it online is that it's not going to, you know, if if a kid has siblings, we're probably going to get all of them, which is great. So now it's something that the siblings can connect over when in other circumstances, maybe they're, you know, completely opposite and that, no, they want to go outside and play and that this one's going to do this. So now they get to do something together, which is, which is great. Um, I think that it's, it's really interesting to see siblings, um, come together and do stuff, especially when they're different genders too. You know, mostly you get girls doing this and boys doing that, but when with dance and the way our company is, um, you know, we get the boys and girls together and it's cool for both to do it. And I love that. And that's, I think what's going to be interesting with the online, um, teaching and online dancing is that everybody's going to be together and that we'll get a lot of, hopefully we'll get a lot of siblings too. Mm-hmm. And maybe a parent will drop in. Oh, I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to. Parents, you too, come on. They, yeah. they need their, I'm sure they need their little workout and active movement too. So they get their steps in. My mom, she has her Fitbit and I have my Apple watch. And if you want to get those steps and get those circles closed, this is how you do it. (laughs) Cool. Well, can you give us any advice? Um, advice. Give us us an (laughs) assignment. Give us an assignment. Uh, for dance. Um, let's see. Hmm. Hmm. You should do a dance in your house, but in a in a room that you don't normally dance in. So, you know, somewhere where their TV is not, you know, try a different dance in a different part of the house that you haven't danced in. And how is that going to work? You know, if you don't, there's not a lot of space in your bedroom, how are you going to? move around the bed or dance on the bed, you know, something different. Um, you know, just try dancing in a different space and see what that does, um, to your senses and what kind of music inspires you to dance there, what kind of movement you get inspired to do in a different space in your house. Um, I know a lot of us, you know, we stick to a big open space, but sometimes dance doesn't have to be in a big open space. Dance can be done in as many places as you deem fit as makes you feel comfortable and you can express yourself. So, you know, thinking outside of the box in that, in that element, um, just dancing in a different space in your house and see what that does for you. My guest today is Marissa Cantu-Harkless. Marissa, thank you for being a part of Dance Talks. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a great time and I hope everybody learned a little something about dance and about me and how it can just keep inspiring you to do so many things all the time.